Another overtime thriller, another big-time win, and an historic 5-0 road trip for the New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 929 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And we are, of course, part of the LockedOn Podcast Network, your team every day. So, uh, Rangers concluding what can only be described as an absolutely fantastic road trip. They go 5-0, and 10 points out of a possible 10. Really just feels awesome to say all those things out loud. And it's the first time in Ranger history that they've ever done this. There was a stack kind of floating around on social media earlier today People kind of looking for, you know, historical context on, you know, what this means for the Rangers. Have they ever done anything like this, gone 5-0 and or, or better than that on a road trip? And the answer is no. This is the first time in Ranger history that they have swept uh, an entire road trip of five games or more. Of course, this one was exactly five games. Rangers hit the road and uh, win all five games, including these last two in overtime and also including the game that concluded just a short time ago here. Uh, once again, the Rangers going to overtime for the second straight night. This time, they take down the Winnipeg Jets by a final score of 3-2. to two. And Mika Zibanejad is your hero. The overtime game winner for Mika. Artemi Panarin with just an absolutely monster night. I mean, what else is new? He is just on fire to start the season. Had a hand in all three Ranger goals. And, you know, it's not like the Jets were some pushover team and the Rangers were just going to go in there, walk all over them. Uh, you know, they were a team that was kind of middle of the road last year, squeaked into the playoffs. Uh, but this year, 3-0-1 uh, in their last four games coming into this one. Uh, they made a little bit of changes to their roster, added a couple of veteran players. But uh, anyway, you slice it. Just an awesome win for the Rangers. Awesome road trip uh, as well. So I feel like we got to really kick off this episode by going to the big finish, the overtime period. Or to get a little more specific, we'll get to the overtime in just a second. We got to take a look at what happened at the very end of regulation. With 18 seconds left in the third period, we had Ryan Lindgren being called for a trip on what I felt was just an absolutely uh, brutal call. I'm sorry. I don't know how else to put it other than that. I had a situation where Appleton was up the right side for the Jets into the Rangers zone. Lindgren's there with him. You know, he's, he's on his guy there. And Appleton basically just falls straight down to the ice. Uh, the referee put his arm up into the air. And Lindgren is called for tripping. Uh, Lindgren was beside himself. LaViolette was upset. Adam Fox is upset as well. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it is it is what it is. The penalty was called. You just have to deal with it. Lindgren heads to the penalty box, which is 18 seconds left in regulation. And I'm thinking here, and by the way, with Appleton, uh, I don't think for a second that he dove on this. I think he just lost his balance. And uh, the ref uh, believed that it was a penalty against Lindgren. He calls it. Lindgren heads to the sin bin. For two minutes. You got 18 seconds left in regulation here. So at this point, I'm basically just thinking like, okay, let's just go ahead, at least kill these 18 seconds. Let's at least get the game into overtime. And that way, you know, for sure that you're at least getting a point. And at that point, you also know, bare minimum, nine out of 10 points, a 
available on this road trip are coming your way. Obviously, you'd still like to win the game and you haven't given up hope or anything like that. But man, let's just not let the Jets get a buzzer beater here. Uh, you know, send the Rangers to what would be a tough loss. I mean, it'd still be a successful road trip, but losing at the end of regulation would have been difficult. But, you know, the Jets, they, they win the faceoff at the end of regulation. Keandre Miller eventually comes up with a clutch clear and uh, off to overtime we go. And then the overtime, given that the Jets are on the power play, uh, they start four on three for a minute and 42 seconds here. My prediction for overtime for the Rangers was Mika, Fox, and Miller. I thought those might be the three penalty killers. They instead go Mika, Miller, and Truba, which is a completely fine selection as well. You know, with Fox maybe hoping that they kill off the penalty and then he can be out there for, you know, four on four or three on three the rest of the way. Um, he had a little bit of a shaky overtime, did Adam Fox, but getting ahead of myself here, we got to start with the uh, opening faceoff, really. Mika Zabajan wins it. Jacob Truba gets an immediate clear. Nice start to the overtime. Mika Zabajan coming up clutch with a faceoff win. Uh, you've also got Connor taking a one-timer, fought off by Igor Shesterkin. Morrissey with a one-timer. That was also stopped by Igor. At this point, there's 47 seconds left in the power play. The Rangers go with Bonino. Uh, he's on the ice. He He's done this a few times. He'll be taking a face-off in the Rangers' zone when the Rangers are shorthanded. And instead of trying to win it back, he actually pushes the puck forward and out of the zone. And in this case, basically all the way down the ice, you know, into the uh, Winnipeg zone. So crafty veteran maneuver by Bonino there. We've seen him go to that a couple of times and a good time to break that out here. Uh, big time clear for the Rangers. But he's out there with Miller and Truba. Uh, we get a lot of passing from the Jets. Connor puts it off the side of the net. Jacob Truba then clears. And the Rangers kill the penalty, which means we go four on four until the next whistle. Jets continue to get chances. Uh, Ehlers and Pionk both denied by Igor Shesterkin. Uh, then Adam Fox has the puck. He's behind the Ranger net and just loses control of it, you know, while bringing it up the ice. The Jets get the puck back. Fortunately, the Rangers, you know, kind of held them uh, without getting any great scoring opportunities here, but it took the Rangers to regain possession of the puck. And then Philip Hedl had a shot deflect out of play with 129 left. So now you go to three on three. And reportedly, that's something the Rangers were working on uh, earlier that morning during their morning skate. Because a couple of things didn't go quite right in the previous game, the three-on-three -three overtime. Uh, you know, the Rangers obviously still that won that game, but made a couple of mistakes during three-on-three. So Rangers were practicing it, practicing it this morning and a chance to put that practice to good use, and that's ultimately what they do. Uh, as far as the game winner goes, you've got Panarin moving up the center of the ice into the Winnipeg zone. He was just onto the bench. Uh, he passes to his left to Mika Zibanejad. Mika buries a one-timer. Rangers win 3-2, another back-and-forth seesaw game. Rangers had to, you know, deal with some adversity, namely that penalty to Ryan Lindgren at the end of regulation there. Um, but just awesome to see Artemi Panarin continue his white-hot start to the season. Mika Zibanejad has now scored a goal in two straight games after not scoring in any of the games before that. We knew it was only a, t a matter of time with Mika Zibanejad. And something else that I noticed on this play, as Panarin is moving toward the net, you've got all three Jet defenders kind of gravitating toward Panarin a little bit, kind of moving toward him at least a little bit. And that's what happens when you're shooting more often as Panarin has been shooting. So he draws the defenders to him. Mika's open on the left side. Uh, you know, Panarin passes to his left. Mika takes care of the rest. He puts it in the net, which is 25 seconds to go uh, in the overtime. And uh, we, we could have seen a shootout and who knows what would have happened there. But happy to get the win uh, in the overtime period, that is for sure. We keep everything rolling. Got a whole bunch else to talk about, including Igor Shesterkin, Artemi Panarin, a whole bunch of other fun things as well. First, though, got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. 
Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so we'd like to just go ahead and thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, stick around. We're basically going to uh, take our next episode and do kind of a October recap. You know, we're going to be getting into November here. Or I guess we're going to be recording on Halloween on Tuesday. But regardless, the next episode will wrap up uh, what was obviously a very, very successful First month of the regular season for the Rangers. Also going to be highlighting some of the newest players on the New York Rangers, all the free agent pickups, and kind of uh, just take inventory and see how they've done thus far in their first month as members of the New York Rangers. But for right now, let's go ahead and keep the focus on this game, and let's turn the focus to an individual who is very deserving and, again, just an absolutely phenomenal goalie. There, there's only so many different ways I can say it on this podcast, but Igor, on top of his game in this one, he stops 27 of 29 shots. I thought Connor Hellebuck played very well additionally, but you know, overall, I thought maybe Igor was just a little bit better, and obviously that kind of showed in the final score. We already went through a couple of Igor's big-time clutch saves in overtime, and figure we might as well just kind of look at some highlights from other parts of this game. First period, you know, Igor set the tone early. He faced a rush, made a tough save there. Uh, Lear denied Ehlers in deep and held for a stoppage. Ehlers got him for a goal later in the game, and I thought he was maybe the most noticeable player on the Jets. Um, but overall, you know, Igor did a good job against him, kept him from, like, really going off and really having uh, a monster night because, like I said, he was very noticeable. He stopped Ehlers a little bit later in the first period by getting his glove on the shot, deflecting it wide of the net. Then the second period, I mean, you've got Morrissey. He's left alone on the right side. You kind of see this developing, and the Jets eventually, they're making some good passes. They worked it over to Morrissey. Uh, he takes a shot from the right circle. We got Igor moving to his left to square it up, square it up, excuse me, and hang on for a stop. And that's another thing. Igor was very, very good at not allowing a ton of rebounds in this game, you know, freezing the puck when he had to, and uh, not a ton of second chance opportunities for the Jets. And that's something that the announcers mentioned as well. Joe Micheletti was talking about how the Rangers this season aren't allowing a lot of second chance opportunities for their opponents. No sooner did he mention that the Jets took a shot from the blue line. Igor fought it off. And then, you know, the rebound was there. One of the few rebounds that Igor allowed in this game. But Mika, actually, he bodied his his, his guy uh, while he picked up the puck and kind of knocked him to the ice and prevented him from getting a second chance there, a rebound chance, a stuff-in try, uh, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, again, you know, the Rangers doing a nice job defending around both of their goalies so far this season. But again, take nothing away from what Igor did in this game. Third period, you got Kyle Connor in front on the doorstep and just an unreal save by Igor Shesterkin. This occurred late in the third period and right after the Rangers had tied it. So if this puck goes in, very good chance the Jets go on uh, to win this game. Obviously, the Rangers would have had a chance to get the equalizer, but a huge clutch save by Igor Sesterkin. He didn't really know where it was. It was one of those where he tried to kind of fall back on top of it. Uh, and a great play by Truba here as well, because I'm not sure Igor ever really found the puck after he made the save. And Truba got there into the crease, cleared it out of harm's way, and uh, kept the game tied at that point. But 
You know, I alluded to this just a second ago. Igor's not only making great saves, he's making big-time clutch saves this season. It feels like the overtime periods, he's been at his best these last two games. Uh, he's making some big-time saves late in games. They're tied, or maybe the Rangers have a one-goal lead, whatever the case might be. But uh, Igor, you know, he'll make the highlight reel save, whether it's 5 nothing or 1-0 or whatever the case might be. Um, Igor, you know, coming up clutch for the Rangers this season. And again, uh, I thought it was a great goalie duel. Uh, hats off to both of them in this game. Um, but yeah, Igor, you know, prevailed uh, in a matchup of two of the better goalies in the league. And, uh, yeah, every, every single time this guy plays, it really is just kind of a joy, uh, to watch him go out there and handle his business. Uh, you know, there was a, a play in the second period. I got to talk about this because I'm giving props to both goalies here. And again, Connor Hallebuck was very, very good in this game, but I also felt like he got a little bit lucky in the second period. This was unreal that this puck did not go over the line. Basically, you know, the Rangers put the puck at the net. There's a scramble in front of the Jets net. Um, but the puck is basically rolling almost completely across the goal line. You know, it was off of the, the right post and then sliding across the crease. And I'm thinking this puck's going to go in. And even if it doesn't, Mika's going to be there. You know, he was crashing the net and he's going to be able to put in this rebound. It never went into the net though. Um, you know, just a completely wild scramble. And Mika, you know, tried to stuff it home, but his stick kind of got caught under Connor Hellebuck's arm and he couldn't finish it off. Uh, so Hellebuck caught a break there. Um, but that's just one of those plays. I absolutely had to mention it because uh, just one of the, you know, stranger, more more unique plays that you'll see. And obviously, you know, the Rangers coming very close to scoring. What would have been an important goal there. Um, you know, great scoring opportunities weren't always uh, coming fast and furious in this game. So would have been nice to see the Rangers get one there. Um, unfortunately the, the hockey God just did not rule in their favor in this instance, but I'll keep everything rolling in just a second. I want to shift our attention to Artemi Panarin, who, as we mentioned, absolutely on fire to start the season, uh, the MVP of the Rangers. And honestly, without looking at the other stats from around the league right now, and without comparing him to, you know, his other, his peers and, uh, how important is this guy to, to this team? And how important is that guy to that team? I got to believe, and again, it's very early, long, long way to go, but one month into the season, you can't tell me that there are too many candidates um, that are more deserving of MVP talk than Artemi Panarin. And again, long, long way to go. But if we're giving awards for just the first month of October, yeah, Artemi Panarin's got to be right in there uh, in the conversation. That is for sure. Uh, keep everything rolling in just a second and talk about the bread man. But first, we want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Mika Zibanejad could score 50 goals. The New York Rangers could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy hockey app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Panarin or Mika or Kreider or Fox or Eeyore will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. You heard me, Ranger fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details 
and locational availability. All right, so Artemi Panarin basically just absolutely unreal, unstoppable, uncontainable right now for the New York Rangers uh, thus far this season. He's already got 15 points in nine games. This is the longest point streak to start a season for any New York Ranger, fourth longest in team history. So he's already uh, you know, kind of climbing the ranks there. I'd love to see him kind of, I don't even know what the record is right now. I'm sure they'll reveal that if, if he continues to do this and keeps his point streak going and gets close to you know the actual record. But yeah, nine game point streak to start the season. And he's got five goals, which is second on the team, only to Chris Kreider and 10 assists, which is a team high. So uh, Panarin just firing on all cylinders to start the season. And he had a hand in all three goals of this game. We already talked about his primary assist to Mika Zibanejad on the game winner in overtime. He also started the scoring in this game with a goal on a deflection in deep. You had Jacob Truba setting a slap pass from the blue line to Panarin along the goal line there. And Panarin with a really nice redirection. You know, Kreider, he he gets a redirection uh, a little bit later in this game, but he must be uh, sharing some of his tricks to the trade with guys like, you know, uh, Artemi Panarin here. Adam Fox had a deflection goal in the last one. We've seen a couple of Rangers uh, score that way uh, so far this season. So it's nice to see other guys um, being able to do that as well. Uh, Panarin here, though, again, you kind of see this play developing a little bit. Uh, once Trubas played the puck toward the net and you saw Panarin there, you just had a feeling as skilled as Panarin is, he was going to find a way to redirect this puck into the twine. Just one of those plays that had goal written all over it. Uh, it all started with Filipito applying some pressure on the forecheck. Rangers working around the the perimeter, excuse me. And then Truba with the slap pass in deep to Panarin, and Panarin redirects at home. Keandre Miller also with a secondary assist on this play. Uh, he passed across the blue line to Truba. Truba then with the slap pass, and then Panarin puts it into the net and gives the Rangers a one to nothing lead. So Panarin didn't waste any time, um, you know, obviously continuing his point streak. It was still the first period, a little bit late in the first period, but first period nevertheless. The only issue I had here, as a quick aside, is that. The Rangers, after taking the lead here, gave it back up just a minute and eight seconds later and did so with only 28 seconds remaining in the first period, which, as we know, that's when you have to be sharp. I'll give the Rangers a little bit of a break, though, because the everydayers, you guys will know, um, one thing that has kind of bothered me a little bit with the Rangers over the years, pretty much ever since the inception of this podcast, is they don't tend to be at their sharpest on the shift that follows a goal, whether it's them scoring or their opponent scoring. Although I think they've been pretty good about that this season. I think they've mostly been sharp in the shift that follows a goal. And I don't even think they were really unsharp here. I mean, it wasn't like it was right after the goal. It was a minute and eight seconds later. And the Jets just made a play. You know, they rush up the ice and, um, you know, Gustafson scores for the Jets. David Gustafson, that is. Um, and that ties the score at one to one with 28 seconds to go. Uh, but then, you know, Panarin, after the Rangers fell behind two to one, uh, he gets the secondary assist on what was the game time goal by Chris Kreider. Uh, it all started with Will Cooley drawing a penalty against Dylan with 719 left to go. And obviously the Rangers at this point in search of the equalizer. And, you know, I wrote in my notes at this point. The Rangers obviously have a great power play. I believe they've now scored at least one power play goal in eight of the nine games that they've played so far this season. So obviously off to a hot start there. But I wrote into my notes like, you know, can the Rangers get a big time power play goal when they really need it? And they did that recently. They've done that a couple of times this season. That's how they tied uh, the game before this one as well. But yeah, had to come up clutch here, did the power play, and they didn't waste a lot of time. You had Trocek winning the first faceoff 
of the power play. Rangers were absolutely swarming. You got Panarin passing to Kreider, and then Kreider behind the back pass to Mika Zibanejad, and a great save by Connor Hellebuck against Mika Zibanejad. He had to move hard to his right to stop the puck. The ensuing faceoff, though, the Rangers lose the faceoff, but a great job by Mika Zibanejad. He gets the puck back along the boards. Rangers come away with it. A couple of passes later, you've got Panarin uh, moving it to Fox. Fox shoots from the blue line, and there's Chris Kreider with a deflection uh, to tie the game at 2-2 two to two with 6.48 remaining in the game. Uh, Kreider's just unreal on these deflections, too. I mean, great job by everybody on the ice to work hard, battle for possession of the puck. You know, Mika took care of that. Uh, Panarin with a great pass to Fox. Fox with a nice setup for Kreider. But, man, Kreider on this play... Not only does he score on another deflection, I mean, we're used to that. We almost get to the point where we take it for granted. But he was basically like spinning to his right while this shot was on the way and still manages to get his stick on the puck, redirect it in the net, and a very, very, very difficult save to make those in-deep deflections. I don't know how you defend it. Um, how, how do you stop Chris Kreider on plays like this? He's able to you know, net the game game tying goal there. And, you know, again, in the, uh, the overtime period, getting back to Artemi Panarin there, we already covered that. He comes up with a big-time primary assist for Mika Zibanejad. As soon as he jumped onto the ice, he was moving up the center of the rink, uh, drawing defenders toward him, passing over to Mika, setting up Mika, and letting him take care of the rest. Uh, so just another awesome night for Artemi Panarin, and um, off to just a sensational start to this season. Maybe it's the haircut. Uh, <laughs> I guess you never know for sure. Hey, I mean, look, you got to feel a certain way out there. So if you got to wear your jersey a certain way or wear certain equipment the right way or get the right kind of haircut, whatever works, uh, just stick with it. And obviously, uh, whatever Panarin's doing this season, it's working, and uh, he's off to a heck of a start. A couple other things I just wanted to mention here before we call it a day. Um, Lafreniere and Kako both had breakaway opportunities in the first period, and they both missed the net. Uh, Lafreniere made a great play in the neutral zone. He stole the puck, intercepted the pass, uh, went in alone, but he put his shot wide, and then Kreider sprung Kako on a breakaway, uh, this is also in the first period, and Kako misses the net with a backhand. So, you know, the, the two young players, two guys were kind of expecting more out of, and, you know, they're both off to decent starts this season, But and Lafreniere, especially with the four goals. But, yeah, I mean, you, you get two breakaway opportunities in the first period, and you end up with zero shots on goal. Now, I realize these guys are trying to pick certain parts of the net. It doesn't do any good to shoot the puck right into the goalie's chest. Obviously, that's not going to work. But, yeah, you'd like to at least hit the net here. And Kako on his, to be fair, the backhand shot didn't go wide by much. He wasn't too far away from scoring there. But, yeah, you'd like to see them do a little bit better uh, in a situation like that. It also kind of leads me into something that we're going to discuss in greater detail in a future episode. The Rangers, kind of similar to last year, not really getting a ton of secondary scoring thus far this season. And, look, they're 7-2, and two, off to a fantastic start. I won't put too much of a damper on anything. But the Rangers, like a lot of teams, I think, probably looking for um, some more offensive contributions from, you know, the non-star players, some depth players, uh, whether a defenseman gets involved or some of the bottom six forwards uh, start helping out offensively. You know, you hope that that's right around the corner. Eventually, the Rangers get some secondary scoring. And like I said, we'll take a closer look at that in a future episode. The other thing I wanted to mention here, very cool homecoming for Blake Wheeler in Winnipeg. He obviously spent a ton of time there. He's been with the Jets since the time that they were at the Atlanta Thrashers. Um, he got to start the game with Trocek and Cooley and got an ovation during a play stoppage. You know, the Jets played a, a big video tribute to Blake Wheeler 
on the uh, you know the screen there. Stick taps from both teams. Wheeler was getting a little bit choked up, a little bit teary-eyed. So obviously a very emotional moment. Apparently the video uh, showed him with six sick kids in the hospital in Winnipeg. So you know Blake Wheeler just a good dude, and uh, I'm sure that had to be cool for him. He had a luxury box of you know um, all, all his family and friends there enjoying the game, all wearing the uh, Wheeler New York Ranger jerseys. You know Blake Wheeler's the franchise leader for the Jets all-time stats in basically every category that matters. So had to be a cool moment for him, and uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed that eventually Blake Wheeler, who's looked a little bit better recently, eventually, you know, cracks the score sheet, gets the season on track. I'm sure he's going through a little bit of an adjustment right now, and as I've said in the past, let's wait until he gets that first point, then we draw a line in the sand, and we say, okay, this is when Blake Wheeler's uh, season really begins. And again, the good news, whether it's Blake Wheeler or anybody else, you know, this guy doesn't have as many goals as we thought, or this guy's doing this, or this guy's not quite up to up to par what we expect out of him. Despite any issues with any player, you know, doing this or doing that, the Rangers are off to a phenomenal start to the season, once again, 7-2, and two, uh, and just concluding a five-game road trip. So that's a nice thing. Anybody that might be uh, lacking a little bit in one area or another, it's obviously not hurting the team. The Rangers are banking some points and uh, just playing some excellent hockey. Once again, going 5-0 and oh on the road trip. Definitely cause for celebration. And uh, to kind of wrap up today's episode, I'll, I'll leave you guys with a stat here. The Rangers on this five-game road trip, we know they were great. Think about this stat, though. In the five games, they allowed a grand total of only seven goals. Now, obviously, Igor Sesterkin and Jonathan Quick both have a hand in that. They've both been fantastic, uh, big-time goaltending for the Rangers early in this season. But on top of that, as we mentioned earlier in today's episode, the Rangers are defending very, very well right now. They're they're very well-structured defensively, just not giving up a ton of opportunities, not giving up really any uh, second-chance opportunities. It, it's rare to see that happen. Um, you know, nobody's automatic and it's going to happen from time to time, but man, the Rangers are defending well, and it's a lot of fun to see. Uh, also going to be very, very curious to see how the Rangers do at home against the Carolina Hurricanes on Thursday at 7 PM. That's their next game. You know, I try to stay away from cliches on here, but one that I, I think is somewhat true when a team goes on a lengthy road trip and then comes home that first game back can sometimes be a little bit of a clunker. It can sometimes be a little bit of a struggle for the team to really get going and really find its A game. And it's somewhat understandable. You know, you're on this road trip and going from city to city and, you know, battling on the road. And then you come home and maybe you just lose that edge just a little bit. But um, yeah, let's see how the Raiders do with this. I mean, very, very curious to see uh, how they compete in this game. Obviously, the Canes, one of their bigger rivals, a uh, team that continues to win a very difficult Metro division season and season out. And um, yeah, just, just can't wait to see how the Rangers handle this. Uh, very much uh, looking forward to the challenge of the Rangers, you know, hopefully keeping everything rolling here. But that will do it for today. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.